We're going to do something today, of course, about Purim. That's Pashat Natshaykh, not to. It's uh, tomorrow night, it's already Megillah's Esther and so on. Um, uh, the Maral asks a question in the Or Chodesh, which is a very, very basic question. And his answer needs a little bit of beer. We, we learned it a little bit on the Thursday nights, the Chabur on Thursday nights. Let's go a little bit. In, uh, and he says like this. We know... What? In Or Chodesh, in Or Chodesh, in the Or Chodesh page, it's Kufnun Aleph. Towards the end of Kufnun Aleph. Okay? It's in Or Chodesh. Now we know that Mordechai told Esther, go inside to Cheshverosh and plead on, on the behalf of the Jewish people. And uh, Esther was saying, listen, I wasn't called in already for 30 days. Saying it's a long time. And whoever enters the court of the king without permission, his din is that he's executed. So Mordechai told her, hey, you think you're going to be able to escape the fate of everybody else? And he really told her and forced her to go in then. Now let's think about it. These days were, this negotiations went on between Mordechai and Esther and so on, is in Chodesh Nisan. It's almost Pesach. The decree is for like we know, tomorrow, you'd give them other. They have a, about 11 months. So why did Mordechai force her to go in now? After all, when Esther's saying, I wasn't called in already for 30 days, she's bad some saying, I'm probably going to be called in sooner, sooner or later. You know, 30 days went by and I wasn't called in yet. So I guess it's going to happen sooner or later. So if the Xer would have been the next day, there's no time to spend and to waste. You got to go in now. I understand. But since anyway, there's 11 months to the time that the Xerah will take place. So why did Mordechai force her to go in now, putting her in a tremendous sakana? I mean, why couldn't they make up? If I won't be called in, let's wait another month or two. And if by then I'm not called in, then I'll go in without Rishos. But why force her to go in now without Rishos? I mean, just imagine Chas Rishon, if Chashverosh would have been very upset that she entered without Rishos, and he would have killed her. What would everybody tell Mordechai? That's your fault. Why did you force her to go in there? You couldn't wait a little bit until the circumstances will be more, more, more accommodating? So what's the logic of Mordechai? Telling Esther, you got to go in now. Even though the Gzera is another 11 months. How do we understand that? So the Maral asks that Kasha. And he says the Teretz, which needs a little beer. What is, let's read the Lashen. Yesh lishol. Ma'ra'a Mordechai, shenichnas besofek l'avoa l'amelech shelokedat. What did Mordechai see to go into the suffix to take the gamble? Here it would be translated as gamble. Entering Shalokadat. Why not wait a few days? Answers them all. I'm just reading out the words. The girl has to be totally. Reversed on him. That will be the Atzal Yisrael. O Mordechai Yadaze. O Mepnei Ke Agzera Zot Yatsa Benisan. 
וכך צריך שתצא הגזרה עצמה ותהיה נהפכת הזרע המולק להיות נהרגים. לגזרה כמעט הניסן, it has to be reversed הניסן. כי אז שלא נהפך הגורל באותו יום עצמו, it didn't happen on that very day, but three days later, אין זה קשה, כי היו מתעסקים בדבר זה בתוגים מימים. וכל זמן שהיו מתעסקים בזה נחשב כאילו היה הכל בזמן אחד ובשעה אחת. אבל סוף סוף היה נפילת הגורל על המן הכל בזמן אחד. וכך הוא ראוי. וכמו שהיום הגביל המן היה בי"ג אדר, כך יום המייסר להרוג את בני המן וזרע עמולק, הכל היה בי"ג אדר. Whatever he tried to do has to backfire on that very same day. וכן זמן נפילת הגורל. שיהיה נהפך עליו, צריך שיהיה הכל זמן אחד. ולכך אמר מרדכי, אם אחרש תחריש לי בעת הזאת, כי עת זאת צריך שיהיה רווח רצון ליהודים, להפך הדבר מנגבוץ בעת הזאת, על הומן, וכמו שנפרש עוד דבר זה. כי זה היה הצלחה לגמרי, כאשר נהפך לגמרי. ולכך התליה אשר חושב הומן על מרדכי, גם כן נהפך עליו באותו זמן לגמרי. והיה המן נתלה, מנג... Maral is pointing out there were about three, four things that happened that Bidiuk, whatever he planned, that Bidiuk backfired. Exactly. He planned to have Mordechai being hang, hung in the gallows. Haman was hung in the gallows on those very same gallows. He planned that Yud Gimel Adar, the Goyim are going to come, Chas Hashem, and Shech the Yidin. The Yidin came and Shech the Goyim. He planned on, the, on this Chodesh Nisim to make the poor. Purim, and then, therefore, it will happen that it has to be reversed on this day now as well. That's what he's saying. He goes and explains this aside. Okay. You know, in one of the Yitzhak, or the Brachas, we say, Pur Haman, Neasa, Nehepach Lepurenu. Pur Haman, Nehepach Lepurenu. Which maybe also explains... Why Purim Loshan Rabin? Pur Haman. Rabbi said, let's go a little bit into this one. What does he mean? What's written here? It has to be... It has to backfire immediately. And if, the, and if Esther is going to go another two, three, four months and then go to Hashverosh and plead to reverse the poor, it's good. We're going to miss out something. Because it has to be on the spot. Why? And look, you see, the whole Megillah is based on that. Whatever he planned to do was backfired against him. Makatupa, what's the oymik of this, of what the Maral is saying here? And again, Obrisa, by the way, will take care of the question. A name is the essence, as we all know. Pesach, Akash Bochu Pesach, Chagamatzes, Matan Torah, Purim. What's Purim? It's what? A lottery. Is that like the, the essence of what it's all about? They, they speak about it. This is the name? That they did a poor? And a, that Haman made a poor? What's the pshat? But it means purim, ki puraman nehepach lepurenu. This is what it's called about. What the Ra'al is saying. We're not explaining it. We're just, you know, defining, just pointing it out. But what does it mean? So we all know Rabbi said that says in many midrashim that la'asit lavo, even though all the Moyadim are going to be Mizbato, and the way it comes to the Pashas of the Medrash over there, there won't be any more Pesach, there won't be any more Shavuos, there'll be Purim. Purim is going to remain forever. Why? 
What does Purim have to offer more than Pesach? Shavuos, Sukkot. What is it? So this Nakuda is Be'emes, a Nakuda that the Ramchal speaks about a little bit more, but it's echoed here what the Ramchal is saying as well. Let me give you an example for it, a parallel, and then we're going to come back to it. The Din of Kashel Zomam. The Din of Kashel Zomam is they have two witnesses, they have a conspiracy, a lie, to kill someone, and they were caught lying. If they were caught lying before they executed the, the, the defendant, they will be punished by the same punishment as well. They will be executed. But if already they were successful in their conspiracy to the degree that Basin already killed the Nidain, and then they were discovered that they were lying, they get out scotch-free. Nothing. What's the logic? What's the logic? It should be the opposite. If on the conspiracy they get killed, if they did it for sure they should get killed. Right? The Bufus the Kashit. What's the logic of Kashel Zomam below Kashel Osa? What's the logic of that? The Ramban says, Aswara, the Ramban speaks about it and says, you know why? If a Kaddish Bohu caused that Basin should execute this person, probably he deserved to die anyway. So I guess he wasn't such an innocent guy. But if he got caught, if Basin caught the conspiracy prior to killing him, that means he's really a tzaddik. This defendant, this Nidoin, and therefore they didn't get killed. It's manyan that the Maral, in its two places, argues with the Ramban on this Nakuda of saying, I'm not so from, says the Maral. Namely, what do you mean I'm not so from? They can't make a mistake. If Adim come and say a wrong, a false testimony, so what do you want Basin to do? They're going to follow the Adim. What? Okay, well, there'll be open miracles. If two Adim come, and two Adim say, Maya Suadayanim, says the Maral, what do you want them to do? There'll be some kind of supernatural intervening intervention from a Kaddish Baal? Maybe yes, maybe not. Every time you can bet 100% that Kaddish Baal is going to stick him and say, I'm just going to stop it through an S? No. There's another time that the Maral argues like that with the Ramban, uh, regarding the, that there was a simon Whoever's going to come and say pakod pakati, pay pay, he's the goyal. Everybody asks, well, everybody knows that's a simon, so even a liar could come about. Says the Ramban, it's goli lifnea kodesh bochu, that no one will come and, mis, uh, and misuse his free will. And the one who's going to come and say pakod pakati, it's him. Says the moral again, and if a guy wants to exercise his free will to say pakod pakati, so unless will happen, then we'll stop him. How can you guarantee such a kind of thing? People have free will. Meaning they have free will and everything else not, on the, not to say, not to utter the words pokot pakati. Maybe they can say also pokot pakati. That's what the, the Maral asks on the spot. It's like two times that the Ramban comes like with a logical, you know, fulkite, and the Maral says, I don't know. We have free will and over everything under the sun, excluding of saying pakot pakati. That's what the Ramal says in those two places as well. I mean, it's two times that you see it. There's maybe even a third time that you see this, this kind of machlekes. But everybody said, let's go on. So the Ramal says, you know how come Kashir Zaman works? A machshava 
as long as it did not materialize, it's pure energy. And what, what does it mean it's pure energy? That when it encounters something, it backfires. That's what machshavas do. And the din of kashazamim is exactly that. That their machshava should flip back on them. But once they executed him, there's no machshava anymore here. It's the oinish. That's not the oinish of kashazamim. The oinish of kashazamim is that whatever they were planning to do, that's what they should do back. And he says, you see by Haman, Yashuv machshavas Haman arosh al He quotes that pasuk. The machshava has to backfire. Now, Abayi said, the truth of the matter is, Abayi said, what happened today? The Oynos was first loved. Makara. Is it not funny? Okay. Okay, Abayi said, so we have to be a little bit labodic. Okay. So the point being is, I'm just bringing the Inyam Kashazam has to be explained also. Tali Tanya, but the Lotanya. That also has to be explained. But he's quoting the Pasuk by Haman. So what's the Nakuda? What is the Nakuda? So Daniel Rowe from Eshatara once came to our Besmedesh in Hasmo and explained something. And then I, I, I verified with him again on this Nakuda. There's a Gavaldika point here. What, what the Maral is saying here. And it's always with Amalek. And, and that's a come poem will remain forever. What's going to happen one day in Allah's level? That's already Mr. Mashiach, and then Oilam Haba, it will be what will be so special about those days? Hashem will be one. Ask the Gemara today, is that one? Ato Answers the Gemara? No, no, no. Of course he's one today also. But we don't uh, we don't see it as clear. I'm serious Tavis you say one bracha, I'm serious Shainam Tavis you say another bracha. His name is written one way, spelled out another way. But La'asid Lavai, it's all going to be one. When you say that a Kishbahu is one, what are you actually saying? When, when, I'm sorry? There's no one else. Ein Oid Milvade. That's what it means. Hashem Echad means not only that he's one, but there's no one else. There's no other show in town. That's what it means. Like when it says also the post, what does it mean, ain't oid? Some of Hashem over there explain it means there's no other God. Okay, that's Pashup Shad. The Maral says in the beginning, what does it mean? There's no other reality but a Kodesh Babu. Okay. What does it mean there's no other reality? No other reality means. What about the Ra that exists in the world? The Ra is something which is anti-Kodeshbachulukhur. So one day the Ra will be eradicated. That's Pashup Shad. But how will the Ra be eradicated? If the Ra is going to be eradicated, that the Tov overpowers it, and the Tov will make it surrender, so what does that mean? That the Ra on its own would have stayed on and be what it, what it always was, anti-Kodesh but it was overpowered by the Toiv. Then you don't see that ain't Oid Mulvadoi. There's a Ra. The Ra's here. 
Hi, the Ra was surrendered at the end. Yeah, not because the Ra was surrendered, because someone from outside forced them. But what sends home the message that ain't oid milvadoi mamish? If the Ra on its own shows it doesn't have a kill. If the Ra itself falls apart, what does that show? Ain't oid milvado. We're living in a world which is only HaKadosh Baruch world, and anything which is antithesis to HaKadosh Baruch will disappear on its own. What is Ka'ashan Tichle? It just evaporates on its own. Rabbi said, we saw it almost with our own eyes. What? With Russia. Communist Russia. You know, when we, when we were growing up as kids, how do everybody understand what they, how will it conclude? One day, there'll be a big war between America and Russia, the, the superpowers, and they spoke about the eagle and the, and the bear, and I remember there was a diocese about riots from the Midrashim, that there'll be one day the eagle, that's America, and the bear is Russia, and there'll be a big Muhammad between the two. That's not what happened. Russia disappeared without shooting one bullet. What happened? It just fell apart. It just... It just, there was no food. The people didn't have what to eat. It just, it just died. On its own. It's a more thinking inside. What does that show? That the Ra cannot exist on its own. You don't need an outside force to overcome it. It crumbles on its own. Crumbling on its own means that there's no key in this world for Ra. So it could last for 60, 70 years. Okay, but it's there, it's going to evaporate. <laughs> now, boys, I, I was just I was just reading now an article. Do you know how many Yidden were involved in this Russia, in this communist revolution? Do you know that Beiker Yidden did it? Do you know that now they discovered that Lenin, Lenin's maternal grandmother was Jewish? I'm serious. That means he was Jewish. Lenin, not Trotsky. Is there's now a book in in Israel translated to Hebrew about the hundred about. The impact of Jews on the, on the Bolshevik Communist Revolution. What? Yeah. And you see the pictures. Nebuch, what, what, what it cost us? It's Oyam and Arab. Those 70 years went by, but what the Nezik, the damage that it did to Am Yisrael? It's known that the Mamish Mamishpochas have Yuchosmi Yisrael. If you would hear Trotsky speak, they say it was almost not Shaykh, not to become communist. He, he had a, a, a power of speech. It was just, he hypnotized you. And Gdoyle Yisrael, Rabbi Kotler's sister, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky's sister, Rabbi Hutner Zatzal's sister, they all were topped up communists. It's known, it's Yadua. Rabbi Hutner's sister just died a few months ago at the age of 100. And she was like, a, like something parallel to the minister of, 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 of building. You know, Nabuch didn't get married, no children garnished. Anyway, but what happened at the end of the 70 years? It just crumbled. That's, and what the epitome of riches in this world is Amalek. Amalek will fall on its own. Namely, it's doing it to itself. Let me give it, let's give another dogma to this. No, to taste it, to make it sure that it should happen. To what? 
Nechon. Don't worry. If we want to do it, it's going to happen by itself also. There's a chiv to do it. Even if something like like Yedusha's poor, even though it's Kodesh, you have to say, Mekadosh Bapeh. It's not a stira. If anyway it will happen, you still got to do it. You could make it quicker, and so on. Sorry, what am I saying? I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Now, boy, so that, let me give you an adugma, a, a, a dogma, the way the morale says this idea in another point. Why does the Kodesh Baruch punish Midah Kineged Midah? Measurement for measurement. Tick for tack. Why? What? Uh, one way is that you can know, you should know what you did wrong. If, through the nature of the punishment, you can figure out well, what you did wrong. Again, I don't know if I ever mentioned that. I was once in the Shira of Zilberstein, the, the son-in-law of Rav Yashiv, that said that once, I told the story with the barber, I mentioned it, but he said he was very, very embarrassed. Someone embarrassed him in public. So, uh, one of his Avrechim, not Rav Zilberstein, one of the Avrechim. So this Avrech came back to Rav Zilberstein and said, yesterday I was so embarrassed, what, what did I do? I deserve to be such a, so embarrassed like that publicly. Publicly. So he told Rav Zilberstein, I see you took a haircut. Yeah, yeah, right before that event I took a haircut. Where? By the pop in the neighborhood. Oh, oh very interesting. By whom? You know, there's two barbers. The experienced one in his 50s, the one who owns the store, and a younger guy who's in his 20s. Who gave you the haircut? Says the one who's the, the, the 50-year-old. Yeah, that's how the cue came out? No, to, to be perfectly honest, that's not what happened. When the younger guy finished giving a haircut, he said, come, and I said, I'm waiting for the older one. So I told him, maybe it's because of that. You embarrassed him, so afterwards, the book embarrassed you. Okay. But that's not enough to explain it, everybody say. Because it says also in the Quran that even death penalties are done midah, connected midah. So who's going to know what, uh, what he did wrong? The nifter? It's uh, sushpeit. So that means it's intrinsic that's midah, connected midah. Why? Or you could say a svarabatikun. If that's what you did wrong, you know, like antibiotics, whatever in medicine, whatever the mouth is from, if that's what you do, if you could bring a raya from English, to give him a taste of his own medicine. Why not chocolate pudding? Why medicine? Because what does medicine do? It cures. It's a remedy. It's a tikkun. The maral, though, in Chidush Yagodis and Gittin, says another swah. Why? Because Boko punishes me, the Kenegamida. He says, you know why? If a person would have done something wrong, A, and he gets punished with Q, where did the Q come from? Where did it come from, the Q? I guess because Bog upstairs has storages of, of, of chamber, chambers of torture and punishment, and he took out from one of his, uh, one of his uh, storage rooms a, 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 a maca called Q. But because Bog doesn't have that. What happens to Ra, it's self-inflicting on itself. Whatever they do wrong, it just backfires to itself. So that's like, a, he says, if you throw a ball on the wall, very strong, you weren't aware that the wall is so close, unless it was a glass. You didn't see it was a glass. And you threw the ball as far, strong as you could, and it, and it hit off the glass back at you. Who hit you, the glass or yourself? Yourself. Meaning the, the rat doesn't have a mitzvah by Kodesh Bahu. So every punishment, so where do punishments come? We're just doing it to ourselves. That's like my definition has to be Midah Kineged Midah. Because there is no other punishment rather than Midah Kineged Midah. Nachon? That's what the Mal says over there in Chidush HaGodes. Me'enza also over here. How do you show that a Molech doesn't belong in the world of a Kodesh Bahu? 
And therefore, there's a mitzvah even to kill him. How do you show it? That he is doing to himself his own downfall. Whatever he does just backfires. Especially with Amalek. What does it mean when he's doing it to himself? It, that, why does it have to be on the spot? To show that it's doing it to himself. If Haman would have done the poor on Nisan, and then Esther three months later would have come in and changed things around, so you couldn't say that Amalek did it to himself. Esther did it to Amalek. But if it happens on the spot, poor Haman, it's, he's doing it to himself. It, and it's all thanks to Haman himself. If Haman would have made the gallows to hang up Mordechai, so then Haman himself would have been hung up. So he's doing it all to himself, that the Ra is killing itself. What does that show? There's no reality but Hashem. Therefore, when you're dealing with Amalek, it has to be done in such kind of orphan, that it's, it kills itself. I don't know if you can add or not. Again, this already, because there's many caches I'm going to be saying now. But nevertheless, the point, the one who lived in the 40s, who killed him? He killed himself. The one in the 40s. No one killed him. He wasn't taken to court. He killed himself. We don't even know what happened. He just disappeared. He, where is he? It's a pchina. It's a pchina. He did tremendous damage till then. But at the end, he just... The Pasha Suarez, he killed himself. That's what he did. That's Nakuda. Whatever he caused in the world, at the end, killed himself. What's the oymik of that Havana? The oymik of that Havana is that Ra is self-destructive. Why is it important to say that Ra is self-destructive? To show Ein Od Muvadri. But if the Ra would exist and something else killed it, so the Ra has its own kiyom. So Purim is the time that we're showing Ein Od Muvadri. And since the whole Indian of Lord Sidlovo is Hashem Echad Shmo Echad, therefore Purim will be the Chag of those days. Meaning Purim is a glimpse in this world of what's going to happen one day. It's a babua, a reflection of what's going to happen one day. And what's going to happen one day? There'll be nothing but Toiv, nothing but a Baruch no Ra. But that's a come, the real Mapala of Amalek is only Machar. Right? What says the Gemara always? Machar also by Esther. How can she decide to kill Haman the first time? On the first Suda? Machar. It's Shpetah. Because the Machar will be Mizgale, the Yichud of Hashem for everything. So let me bring out this example through a Medrash. It says in the Breshis Rabbi Mamash in the beginning, Vayahu Lakim Saor, Zemaisit Sadikim. Vayikah Lakim Laor Yom, Velachoy Shachkor Alayla, so I don't know what a Kodesh likes more. The Maisa the Tzadikim or the Maisa the Rishayim. That means he likes the Maisa Tzadikim more. So I'm not going to say that. I don't know which one a Kodesh prefers. The Tov or the Ra. I need a special gilu at the end of what? That he likes the Maisa Tzadikim more. What, what's the Masul Matan here? What would you say, Rabbi Say? 
לבוס מגלה הקודש ברוך הוא in some way. בדיוק. תעשית נגרי, לרז מגלה הקודש ברוך הוא, even maybe in a bigger way. Look, they try to go against the Kodesh Bochu and look what happened. You know, the covenant of a Melech has revealed something more to his enemy, who surrenders in the end, than the one who was always his, his ally. Nachon? Then at the end, so both are Megal, the Taz, that's how he explains the, the, the Divrei Dovin, his parish in Rashi, and then in Parshish Noach, brings down that Madras and explains it. Both are Megal, the Ratzin Hashem. That's another Nakuda. I don't think that's what he's saying here, though. That's definitely also in the Kuda. But HaKadosh Bochum would love Maestro Hashem because they are, they, to a certain degree, the Mapala of Rishayim show Hashem Echad much more than the, 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 what Tzadikim do. Mishtama. It's more. Kamash will never... Now here, someone could ask a question. If anyway, HaKadosh Bochum is going to get his way, so why should I do good? I'll do bad. I will be misguided through it also. What would you say in such kind of question? Anyway, Kodesh Bochum is going to get his way. The question is, if I'll do it through cooperation, or, or not. So what, what's the shot? So why should I do good? For me, exactly. Not the plan of Kodesh Bochum. The plan of Kodesh Bochum is going to take place in Iran of Shach. But where am I going to end up? That's all nafkimina. That's what, that's what also Mordechai told Esther. אם אחרישת אחרישי בעת הזאת, if you're going to be quiet now, רווח ועצולה יעמוד ליהודים במקום אחר. Don't worry, I'm sure going to survive. אבל, את ובסוף יכתוב עדו. You're going to suffer the consequences. And that's the message for generations. הקדוש ברוך הוא's plan will exist. Come what may. However, what role are you playing in that plan? That's, that's our בחירה. This is like, again, touching on this Nakuda. Judaism says two points. Point number one, there's a plan in the Bria. There's a target. The purpose of life is to have a purpose. Not bad, no? For a sticker in a car? The purpose of life is to have a purpose. There's a purpose in the Bria, and a Kajboko has a plan. We have free will. So how do, how do you reconcile these two sides? How could you make a, a plan if people have free will? Maybe they won't cooperate. I'll give you a dogma. I remember, this goes back a good 30 years ago, when the Israeli television was still black and white. Can you imagine? <laughs> black and white. So they used to have a program called Chaim Shekaele. They would take historical figures, people like who were known, and escort their life from the time that they were born to usually the person was still alive, but they brought friends of his of hers from the time in kindergarten, school, spetter, and so on. Once they had a tochnit chayim shekaele on, okay, we're all awake? We're all awake? Always like, we're all awake. Chayim shekaele. We're all labodek. So he had a tochnit, they had a tochnit chayim shekaele about Yair Stern. Yair Stern was the head of the Lechi. Right? How, how were Lechi called in English? The Stern gang? The Stern gang. Okay. Here in England, I'm sure they're not too popular. He never stand already then. But they asked his life through his friends, even though he wasn't there. So what, they, they brought in, it was, I remember it, because made such a, you saw something, so the problem that I'm speaking out now. They brought in his roommates, that were his roommates in the Hebrew University in 1946 and 47. I think he was killed in 1948. 
And they asked one of the roommates, did you see already then by Mr. Stern his, national, his nationalistic uh, inclinations and extremes? No. How did it manifest itself? No, no, nothing happened. Did he have other people involved in it? No, no. It's, it's plush. You know what happened? The one who wrote the questions was for sure convinced the answer will be yes. And he had the next five questions based on that. So the question was, did, it, did you see it already then? He was for sure that the answer will be yes, we did. How? How did you see it? How did it manifest itself? Did he do it quietly? Did he do it publicly? Did, but the answer was no. So then the next four questions were totally irrelevant, but he just read them out. Because he, he was caught off guard. Did, did, was it manifested? No. I mean, did, did you see it in those days? No. How did it show itself? No. Did he do it publicly or quietly? No. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. It didn't manifest itself in those days. So that's like an example of you have a plan, but people have free will. And sometimes your plan doesn't work out. So how does it work by Kodesh Bohu? So of course, God is God. But how does he do it? How does he do it? How much this he said that we're talking about now? Kodesh Bohu goes to a person and says, Listen, Khabibi. You could be my partner. You could be, I'm not my partner. I'm going to get out of you whatever I need. If you're my partner, it will be through cooperation. If not, it will be by making a joke. And then I'll get out of you what I want anyway. What does this mean? It's a pasuk. Yoshev b'shemayim Yishak. Hashem yilag lamo. The famous verse, does the Ebershtay have a sense of humor? You know, it's a known question. And the question is for sure he does. But what does it mean? Tzchak means what? Like, you know, we know, this, we know this story from such a young age that we don't think it's funny anymore. But if you would be like a goy who converted to, to Judaism today, and for the first time in your life, you read the following story. The Jewish people in Egypt were subjugated and being tortured and everything terrible. And the king one day got inside information that their leader is going to be born. And he made a decree that all newborns are going to be killed, not only the Jewish ones, even the Egyptian ones as well. Can you try to picture that scene of soldiers entering hospitals, taking out newborns and killing them? All over the country? Why? To make sure that we'll get, that we'll get his hands on the Jewish Redeemer. And what happened at the end? He grew up in his house. It's unbelievable. The one that he did, he went out of his way to kill him, Grew up in his house, born, uh, uh, raised, fed by Paro. So he went to, around the whole Medina and like a Meshuggah trying to get Moshe, and at the end, Moshe, if he wouldn't have done that, Zerah, what would have happened? Moshe would have been like any other Jew. Now he's growing up in a palace, has three meals a day, sleeps well, eats well. But you're out to kill that guy. Look what you, major efforts that you invested to kill him. And he's growing in your backyard. In your backyard, in your living room. It's half of a fella. We're used to the story, so maybe we don't understand the Kiddush. It's unbelievable. But that's the message. Because Bo comes and says, I got a plan in the Bria. Nobody can change my plan. Ki Your free will that you exercise is only at Kama what will happen to you on an individual level. But Moshe Rabbeinu, I want you part to know, Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be born. There's no way in the world you could stop it. Yeah, you're investing major efforts to, to stop it. It's going to turn out to be the death because of those efforts. 
Moshe Rabbeinu reached Paro's palace. Because what happened? There was the Gzera, and then they put him in that little ark, and Batya saw him, and she brought him home. What would have been if they went to him in Gzera? So he would have stayed in his house like anybody else. That's what a Baruch Hu does. Saying, I got my plan, you got your free will, but don't worry. Both will exist. You'll have the free will. The nafkimina of your free will is only at Kamash to yourself. But at Kamash to the to the, plan, the master plan of the Bria, I'm the one that's Kobe out, says the Kodesh Bohu. That's what, that's what happened. That's called, Ramesh Shapiro once told me that that's the Yosheb Bashamayim, Yisrak Hashem Ilaglamo. What does Yisrak mean? What does Tzchak mean? The opposite. Something unexpected happened. Like the last minute twist. That's what makes people laugh. You notice, you'll see. It's going with a certain kind of mahalach, and then, if a mechubitik rav going on with a chosh of a cane, with a golden handle, walks in the street and slips over a peel of a banana and falls down. So everybody, of course, is going to go help and make sure that nothing happened to him. But it's a little, it's funny. Like, you say, oh, you fall down there? <laughs> if a three-year-old kid falls down, it's not funny. What's enough, Kamina? Because this is expected, and this is not. And when it's not expected, it's called tzchoik. Tzchoik means an unpredicted... Uh, it wasn't supposed to happen that way. That's the tzchak of the Eibushter. We got a free will, but he's going to get from us what he wants. Velo That's what's happening here with Haman. Haman's putting all his koiches. If you think about it, who is the superstar in the Megillah? Who's the one that was the most influential figure in the Megillah? Achashverosh? <laughs> if you think about it, I mean, ask your psychologist. He needs help. He, there's not one decision that he made in the whole Megillah. Almost. Everything is, he's listening to everyone else. Okay. And then Haman says, let's kill the Jews. Okay. And then uh, Esther says, let's do this. Fine. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't have any opinion of his own. If you think about it, it's a pillar. Tell me one decision they took upon himself in the Gansa Megillah. What should we do? Let me, what should we do? I'm sorry? It also wasn't his idea. Manasseh. And Haman gave it. Haman gave it. Haman said, Wow, you know what? They say the Baruch Hashim say, A Yid wouldn't have had even those Hasogas. If you would have asked a Yid, What should we do? What should the Malach do for you to show us appreciation? You know what a regular Yid in Golis would say? Can I have breakfast every day, please? Can I, can I have a, a, a water? Sus? What? What do you mean? I'm speaking the days of Golas. When it was we won. Nachon? Oh, you know what? I, I could live in my... I got to have my children go to good schools. That's what a Yid would say. To take a horse and to say in front of him, Kachay Yaseh Laish? A Yid never would have thought of these things. We don't have those Hasagas, Mechlal. Nachon? Everything that, was, that Achashverosh did, it, was, it did as a of someone. He's definitely not the hero. Esther, okay. Mordechai, okay. But the one who did everything from A to Z is Zaman. Even killing Vashti. Which again is that whatever he got involved with backfired on him. Uh, what happened in the Megillah? Whatever he said on the Sha'as Maisa was Sha'as, uh, uh, Sha'as, uh, uh, what's the word? Sha'as, Rosh Hashanah, Sha'as, Sha'as, but it backfired. Everything that he did. 
And the understanding of it is to show in the world that we live in, and since it's the world of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there's no kiyom for Ra. And whatever Ra a person will do, it's going to, on its own, be nigmah. So let's just sum up what we learned here today. If it's also, meaning even Mordechai understood this Nakuda. And even though this is like an example of Das Torah, Hefech, Midas Balabadim. It's a Lashon of Dasma in Cheshemish Simon Gimel. As a Balabas, if you would have asked me, should we force Esther to go now into Hashrash? Well, let's wait. Till things do. For sure, I would say let's wait. For sure. Why well, take the risk? But Mordechai, who has Das Torah, understands when you're dealing with Haman, it's Pum Fakert. The only time it will work is if it's now. And if you're going to push it off later, it won't work. Because that's not the way how to battle Haman. That's not the way how to battle Amalek. Amalek has to be battled on the orphan that should go back to his own turf. That's how it has to be done. Everything immediately has to go back. So what we learn? We learn also that there's an Indian why it's called Purim. The word of Purim means is what? That the Mamash, Pur Haman, Hepach Lepurainu. I think, maybe that's why it's called Lashon Rabim. It's his poor, then it turned out to be our poor. That the thing itself, that's how, when did things start to change around? When was that Hippoch? What? Walaylahu? That's what actually, so when, when, when Esther went into Mordor, right? Didn't that happen immediately? Meaning, he did a poor, and, a day, and, the, and that day it got turned around. It says the mouth, it's not that day, it was three days later, because she was doing a tinies. But it says the mouth, since they're still dealing with the same phenomena, it's called one thing. When's the first time we see that things were flipped around? Lechola on, on this poor. The poor showed it. So we're living in a world that the only thing which exists is what? Is the toiv. How's the song go? Right? No, have a volume. It's an Ain't not It's only him. And and the epitome of Ra. What? I'm sorry? No? <laughs> Which, what, what do they sing? Not, not what my husband boys listen to, I'm sure not either. <laughs> Purim gave us a glimpse in saying this Naguda that there's no kiln for Ra and whatever the Ra does is self-inflicting its own, its own destruction that's what's going to happen that the world will be only Kulay Toiv there's nothing but a Baruch maybe it's a little bit a Te'ima Rabbi Sai where we get drunk on Purim to show that there's nothing, even us, if you take from a person as Das, what's left? Nothing. What's left? You mean Das, what's left? The whole key of Adam's is Das. If he drinks wine, if he's a dying, he can't pass him. You know Allah to Daven? says, my first philosopher, therefore, boys, it's a big Indian to Daven, Milcha before the Suda. All be with Marv, Hashem Rachem. That's what? Yeah, 
But the Aru Haman and Baruch Matzah, meaning they're both from Megaleh. 100%. That's the good. Very good, for sure. Chayav Adam Lefesum Adelayoda. You should be in a Matzah that... They both could be wet ways. Nahon? Now, I, I remember when we... When I got... When, I remember this scene. When my first Purim as a married person, so we got together in Yerushalayim, five couples. And the five husbands... No one, it was all Toch Shana Rishana still, got a little drunk. And the five wives were crying in the kitchen. I remember, I remember the scene. Could you imagine? All five crying in the kitchen. Because they got scared, they got drunk, they never saw us drunk before. Like, Lamai said, I want to ask the Oilam, what do you feel about the mitzvah of getting drunk? Right, you feel? Yeah, well, not everybody says you got to do it, that's why. You're already coming ready with the defense mechanisms? Right? You know, the Ramah says, if you sleep, it's gnook. But there is a mitzvah to get drunk. I hate to break it to you, but it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah. It says, again, well, here comes our defense mechanism. It says, well, if you're going to misbehave as a result of getting drunk, it's better that you should not get drunk. Okay? Because we would like to put this mitzvah in the boidim. Let's face it. Igniza. Lost level will get drunk. Meanwhile, take it to Rabchunah Shul. There's a big Gneza there. Put it inside. The mitzvah does. But there is a mitzvah to get drunk. What are you saying? Adelo Yoda. Yeah, but, but, but it has to reach a stage that he doesn't know the difference. We know him on what Mokhamot right. Levesu. Levesu. Okay, I'll wait for this. We'll make it a little weaker. Okay, I'll wait for Let's make it. Let's make it.